What is up, everyone? Welcome to the fantasy. F- no, sorry, I was about to say fantasy football squad. Welcome to. Uh, oh no, why is it too loud? Okay, sorry, man. Welcome to the football chatbox uh, FPL podcast game week ten episode eleven. I've got Rushant with me today, um, and we're going to be talking about midfielders uh, after this week. In game week's nine performance, we had eleven midfielders getting double-digit returns, uh, compared to maybe only two forwards and I think four or five defenders who got double-digit double returns this week. So we're going to be talking about midfielders, midfielders heavy, and um, the agenda for today is basically we'll look at our teams, season ticker, game week ten fixtures. Um, we are already quarter of a season, almost quarter of a season uh, done. Um, so we'll look at a few stats in terms of. Uh, expected goals and expected goals conceded uh, for teams and then the attacking defenders. We'll look at Chelsea defenders as well because it looks like a lot of Chelsea points are coming from their defenders. Um, midfield players, we'll talk about Manchester City as well and which kind of players maybe might be good options to get. We'll look at the forwards and then pr- end it off with price changes and the combined team. Having said all of that, big game week for me. Oh, mate, mate. Uh, Monster game week for you. What was your overall game week rank? 4,800. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, insane. <laughs> um, it took me all the way up to 10, 9, 12 rank. So, massive increase for me. Um, although, to be honest, um, it did kind of, well, I guess it kind of paid off. The only thing I was a bit disappointed was Rafinha came off um, injured. Um but apart from that, and then Cancelo lost his clean sheet, obviously, in the last few minutes with Edison trying to do something stupid. Yeah. Um, I was a bit shocked that, that Forster managed, sorry, Sanchez managed to get less points than Forster. Yeah. Wait, no. After was, getting beat 4 1. You mean Sanchez got more points, right? Yeah. 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 I think after getting beat 4 yeah, 1, I was like, what? I think this is the way FPL scoring works, right? Even like. Um, who was the other keeper? I think Real, they he only got two points as well. Did he get Real get two points? Yeah. But um, yeah, I think Brighton obviously got smashed 3-1 on paper. You know, they got destroyed, but this, the keeper still managed to get four points. It's insane the way it feels. Yeah. But this is where, I guess, all those bonus points come into play, right? We talked about this in terms mm-hmm. of selecting the goalkeepers and we kind of didn't think Sanchez was capable because we always assume he's at either a six or a one, but yeah, um, exactly. he definitely proved a lot of people wrong and Mm. kind of helped the majority of the people so that's always good for those other yeah. centers, but yeah so for benefit of podcast I got 129 points first and goal Livramento Livramento man what a, what a genius for 4.3 for 4. million or whatever he's absolutely worth it uh, Cancelo James Trent uh, backline and Smithrow Rafinha Foden Salah captain Huang who came off the bench for Lukaku and Antonio didn't take any hits um so that was my team. Not too bad. Shabby, not too shabby as well. Uh, hopefully, I can get in the top 10k. We'll yeah, I, 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 again, that every week, man. You'll be freaking like top 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, up next, Rushant, 83 points. Um, for benefit of podcast, Sanchez in uh, net. He had Livramento, Cancelo, Alonso, didn't start. Uh, Dimari Gray, Rafinha, Embuemo, Salah, Captain, Huming uh, San, Jimenez, and Antonio. Yeah, I mean, like, I think Livermore came off the bench was good. Alonso, I knew I had to keep him one more week and I just couldn't. I got him in at a good price. I already cashed in on his extra 100K price rise. I wasn't mm-hmm. too fussed by it. I'm like, okay, fine. If I don't get a zero points this week, I just didn't think it was worth getting in a minus four. four. 
But now thinking about it, if I did swap him over to literally any other Chelsea defender, I would have seen a positive return this week. So still have ifs and buts. Um, um, yeah, I guess Salah was just, what a genius. Holy crap. Like, it's just... I think we were lucky. All of us were lucky to get that many points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although I did expect points. I didn't expect that many. I don't think anyone did. Um, and he's just, he's a freak. Like he's, he's going on some kind of a record and... Yeah, I think if he goes at his current rate, there's no he's going to be fixture proof, and I think you, you discussed about this in the past as well. That should be perma captain Salah going yeah. forward as well. So I think um, that's something strongly to consider. Um, yeah, I think my transfers for the week. I did two transfers, one for mm. points as well. I brought in Sun to take advantage of a, um, a price rise, and I, think yep. I also brought in Embuemo. Early in the week, yeah. I mean, it's not too bad. Still pretty good fixtures. Yeah. And Sun facing United, given the state of United's defense, yeah, um, yeah. So, could benefit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, with regards to... Um, so, there were, there were concerns of Rafinha and Mbemo in terms of their injuries. Um, Mbemo, apparently he should be okay. Uh, maybe. We'll have to wait and see for the presser. But um, they've said it's not too bad. Um I think, but we'll see. In terms of Rafinha, Bielsa has said mm. that Rafinha should be good. Um, and that team not playing the cup game this week uh, shouldn't have impacted his upcoming game. So Rafinha hopefully should be good going ahead. Oh, good. They're playing um, Norwich as well. well. I think um, he yeah. be a very, very prime. I mean, if he was fit, he's definitely a prime captaincy option uh, mm. in the sense that against the West defense or West team in the league right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I'm just hoping he's he's recovered from injury. But seems like his injury is going to be recurring, and I don't think he'll ever be back to 100. But yep. it'll still be good to get some points. Yeah, that's what. So we're hoping for some points after Chelsea's performance against Norwich. Um. So yeah, don't worry too much if anyone who has them. In terms of people who, because I, I saw a lot of stuff in the community with regards to people being a bit down that they didn't captain Salah and went for Havertz captain. And it backfired big time. Or went for Vardy captain backfired big time. Don't have to worry too much because the majority of people still own Salah. Um, so you basically lost out on about 20 points only, which can be caught up in a game week or two, um, which is not an issue. It's just that if you don't have Salah, then you're you're doing something wrong. I think you should get Salah <laughs> at this stage. And I think the funny thing was um, Havertz actually scored in the Carabao Cup. This <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... Yeah, really to rub it into those fantasy managers who actually brought him in and, and captained him. But um, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But he's still a decent uh, pick. If you have him, I wouldn't get rid of him against Newcastle. Um, might keep him for one more game week, see how it goes. But yeah, um, this is the season ticker. Norwich right up there. But to be honest, that should be Norwich. Of It's just giving us an indication of what teams we should pick to target them. <laughs> um, followed by Brentford, Leeds, Spurs... Uh, Burnley, Newcastle. At the bottom, we've got Arsenal, United, Everton, Watford, and West Ham. So, a lot of people with Antonio in their team. Antonio scored on the weekend, and then I went, uh, maybe this is why we don't get rid of Antonio. Um, United conceded 11 goals in a week. Um, and I'm like, hmm, do we target them? But they're going against a, they're going against a Spurs team um, that aren't looking great as well. Yeah. But at this point... Um, I look at Sun and I'm like, hmm, Sun could potentially do some damage 
if even if Spurs don't do damage, Sun could potentially do damage. Yeah, the thing with United is like it's 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 hard. Like obviously now there's so much of pressure on the manager. Um, yeah. yeah, it looks like he's getting the Spurs game. He's so. getting the Spurs game, which you know could be his do or die game. And United, I mean, being a United fan, will be very biased by this, but they tend to bounce back from these kind of situations that you know when when we least expect it. Like I feel like yeah. if they were to play an easier fixture like Watford now, for example, they probably lose. But when they play those good teams, something switches on. And they do have world-class players. We can't forget the fact that they do have world-class attackers, yeah. attackers, right? The defense is garbage. Let's not talk about that. But yeah. they got the potential the to, to, to create. And you know, they, they got Ronaldo in the team now, which is, is a big, big change. So um, I haven't given hope. I haven't given up hope. And they did go against Liverpool, who's probably like, in top contention right now to win the league in the form of oh yeah Liverpool are another level at the after moment. they beat City and United in um, back-to-back games so yeah um, I think that game yes was really really bad it did put down a lot of um, FPL managers away from those mm-hmm. United assets but I'm I'm as a United fan hoping for a rebound which I should hopefully start seeing soon but yeah it's just a matter of wait and see I guess with United players uh, so that's the season ticket. Up next, fixtures. Um, now, I do this in the captaincy video. And basically, I look at the last four game weeks worth of stats in terms of um, expected goals and expected goals considered. So teams and teams in red are basically bottom four. Um, so you can kind of like see Norwich bottom four for both attack and defense. Um, United bottom four for defense. Um, United actually last in terms of defense. Uh, expected goals conceded um, and then Liverpool insane attack at the moment City really good attack really good defense um, but in terms of captaincy option right like we mentioned Salah perma captain Salah perma captain or oh, Salah captain this week for sure she's a very very good candidate obviously I think yeah um, against the Brighton team that's decent not too bad but did concede four against City right. okay, cool um, any other options you would give? Um, I think, like, you know, City, City is also like you know, a team we can't avoid right now. And Chelsea, I mean, the way they've been playing, they're in red-hot form. Um, mm. I, I think in terms of teams, I'm probably looking at one of those sort of top four teams right now, rather than yep. it, it, when it comes down to players, then I guess it's depending on who's going to start and who's going to play, because that's the problem you have with teams like City and, and Chelsea, especially. You just don't know, you know, you have Mason Mount scoring 24 points one week. And um, that's after blanking eight game weeks in a row. So, um, yeah, that. yeah, I think the safe pick is still Salah because he's proven it. He's proven scoring and he's in red hot form. I think majority would still go with Salah because he just ride the form really. Like, yeah. there's, there's no reason why you should doubt him to blank now. Yeah, he scored cool. against the top team. So, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so now this is something I was looking at today. Um, which is basically, it says over and under, but um, what I've done is I've taken all the entire season so far in terms of stats, um, looked at their assists that they've got, their expected assists that they were supposed to get, and then looked at the, the difference between the two. Um, the same thing I've done for goals and goals conceded. Liverpool, also not Liverpool, sorry, Chelsea right on top. I've sorted this by expected goals, um, Delta. So basically the difference. So look, Chelsea has scored 23. Um there are expected goals, non-penalties here, and the expected goals uh, delta, which is goals minus expected goals, um, which means they've got 
eight more than they should have got. And they have conceded, in terms of expected goals considered, they were expected to concede 10 goals by now. They've conceded only three. So they're significantly overperforming. Oh, Mendy is just insanely good. One of the two. Um, but yeah, they are out of defense, they are probably significantly overperforming. Another team I've highlighted is City. City seem to be very consistent in terms of their well, numbers. They are like kind of outputting what they are expected to. Uh, and defense also, it's almost similar, not too, not too low as well. Um, another one is Brentford I've highlighted. Brentford here are underperforming their stats. So going into the next few games where their fixtures turn but easy. The problem for me right now, I mean, I was, I'm, I'm all with, I agree with you in terms of Brentford. With, with Reyes injury right now, that's yeah, that's the only one big issue. thing I'm a bit concerned now. Look, yeah, um, you know, it's pretty much you're getting the substitute goalkeeper now, which yeah, you know, and is he as good as Real? Uh, exactly, that's the big that's, question. No one even knows. I'm yeah. sure everyone has to go and check who the substitute goalkeeper is. No one knows who the substitute. Goalkeeper yeah, is exactly. That's the thing. Because like, um, yeah. we've seen Liverpool, right? Liverpool lose Allison, and then it's a massive gap in terms of their yeah, defense. It's huge, and you saw that last season. You yeah. saw that really last season where they were, they were trash. Yeah, that's the thing. Trash, so. Um, so that that's one thing, and he's out for a long time as well, he's out for four to five yeah. months. So he's out for a season, pretty much. Yeah, yeah that's what. So basically, it's going to be like they are under, they have underperformed, but with the change of goalkeeper, yep. now will their defense be as strong as what it was? Or I don't know. The, the, the defense isn't too bad. I mean, it'll be it'll be a wait and see. I think. I think that'll be. Mm. But I do know a lot of people already have Real, so that's going to be an option for yep. them is to you know let's transfer out. Yeah, and, that's what. So a lot. Uh, something people might be looking to go back to either Ramsdale or um, Sanchez. Talking about Ramsdale, Ben White is also injured. It's um, because of being good for field, means... huh? So many injuries, <laughs> so many injury designations. Um, yeah, I saw, I, saw, I saw a post on Twitter and one guy was like, there's more flags in my team than the United Nations. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. Because uh, there's a couple, isn't Mari out as well for the Chelsea? Oh, sorry, for Arsenal? Mari yeah, and, I believe and so. Ben White's out as well. So there's a lot of people. Yeah. So that's... Uh, um yeah something to keep an eye on i don't know how it's going to impact we'll see how it goes um another one team i highlighted is southampton now they've underperformed their attack recently uh defense seems to be kind of what ex- what's expected so livramento as a owner pretty good option to keep Lundstrom, i mean right? best john fifth choice. yeah exactly <laughs> he's the he is the john lundstrom yeah. best fifth choice fifth choice defender oh, that might you can not have be a fifth choice anymore who knows he might just be uh you know a star fourth choice should be starting. Yeah, I mean the fixtures are pretty good. Not pretty the, good, and he's rising up yeah. four point four now. I think it's good enough. He'll be close to like, you know, even more expensive than some of your other starting your who you consider your starting defenders. So yeah, um, and in forward Southampton, uh, Adam Broja. Yeah, Broja. Broja, sorry. Yeah, he's been performing pretty good recently. Right. Um, did he get injured now? Is that what happened? Did he? I don't know. I, know. I think so. I'm not sure. Because, I mean, there was obviously this, this talk about Armstrong becoming the next sensation and then he got yeah. dropped one game and Broja, Broja came in and... Yeah, that's what... And he's been... He's goals goal. as well in a couple yeah. games. So, yeah. um, last I saw that he was injured. He's got injury status right now. Uh, I don't know if that means anything or there's still an update to come. But, yeah, he's definitely interesting. interesting pick at 5 million as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's very awesome. interesting. So, too. good price option starting and scoring goals so it will be interesting now let's get into defenders because this is where I think Rushant his squad needs a bit of surgery um, 
I've sorted this by expected goal involvement um, in the last four game weeks, and I've highlighted there. You got Aspi, Chilwell, Rudiger, three Chelsea defenders in the top twenty um, for expected goal involvement, and then I've highlighted Livramento. Also, he's in there. Cancelo is in there. Trent, you don't have Trent at the moment. Trent has managed to somehow climb back up again. Um, and then on the top, I've got the Pinnock is there, but now with Rea injured, we don't know what's going to happen to Brentford, so mm. might keep a watch out. Uh, Richie is always on this table, uh, but he never returns anything else. So apart from being very expected, lively performance, but uh, no returns. Um, anyone interested in you? Uh, pretty much everyone there, actually. <laughs> There's got no one in my team. So, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, the Chelsea defense is definitely something you have to have now. I think at this point in time, it, it's kind of an essential in your team. Um, hmm. If you haven't had them, I, th- I just think that they, they've been playing at such a good defensive level. You saw their stats in terms of the goals conceded. Um, hmm. it, it's time that we've had so many weeks and we've seen the returns, especially that 7 0 game last week where pretty much every single defender had returns. Um, it's insane. So I I think yeah I mean I've got one Chelsea defender now obviously um, there is a good let's, I mean I was one of those managers who transferred out Trent you know game week seven or eight and now I do feel the pain of trying to find a way to bring him back um, yeah it's not easy it's not as easy as I thought it was yeah. um, and I, yeah. I'm clearly I thought I had a plan in mind of bringing him back in like game week twelve but it might be too late <laughs> so yeah he's already gone up in price yeah. Yeah, I think look, I'm, I'm not too concerned in the sense that I probably have to address a few other issues in my team right now with my injury business and stuff as well. But yeah, I think in terms of defense, you've got a fair amount of choices. I know um, mm. Cresswell was one which kind of interested me as well because he obviously kept a clean sheet last game um, and he's on the radar, but he's not, he, he's always been a good fantasy asset because he's on set pieces mm. and stuff as well. But um, he's kind of been underlooked this season merely for the fact that as Chelsea and Man City defenders are performing. Yeah. So I think when that, when that kind of, um, kind of, uh, I guess the tension also, it kind of dies down, then you're going to start looking at other teams. And I think Cresswell is, he's always been a good, I've always been a big fan of him. The, the only problem with that is West Ham's fixtures upcoming true, are not true. True, true, true. Not for the short run, uh, but yeah. yeah. Sure but run, he's usually a good FPL asset. Correct, correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Livramento, obviously, I think we we talked about it. He, he scored a goal now, which means he's going to have a lot more appeal for this, for those who were kind of skeptical. But he had already given us a lot of returns, even when he's mm. not, you know, scoring. Cause, um, and Southampton have been much better defensively this season compared to last mm. Mm. Another thing I saw on Twitter t- uh, today was James Justin for Leicester could be back Ooh. in training. And last season, he was insane when he played. Um, so something to keep an eye on for managers. Yeah. Um, so that's the defenders. Now, we spoke about Chelsea defenders, right? So Chelsea defenders, I've taken the Chelsea defenders here and sorted it by expected goal involvement. Aspilicueta obviously got rested, uh, but I most likely expect him to start this upcoming week. Can't see him going three games rested. Um, so he has 72 overall points. Um, seven, this is the entire season stats. Um Two shots inside the box, two big chances created, um, and six chances created. He's fine. Alonso, we believe like Alonso has basically lost his place as the starting left back. Um, and Chilbel is on there right now, who has kind of like come got three goals in three games. Um, and he's 
continuing to rise in price. Um, and the one thing I've noticed with Tuchel is that he doesn't really um, sub out his left back compared to his right back. And Rich James is on that side as well. Rich James is really good for value. I think he's a good option. But he comes with that annoying cameo appearances that he can do because he can play both right center back and right wing back. 100%. I think if I, if like at this stage, if I had the option of choosing my Chelsea defenders, I'd probably go with Chilwell and Rudiger, mainly for the fact that they are guaranteed to start at this point. Mm. I think mm. even if Chilwell is rested one game, he'll, he's still the starting left back right now. He's kind of yep. secured that position again. And Rudiger just doesn't get dropped unless he's severely injured. Um, yep. Yeah, I think Rhys James has good value, but as you're right, like as Pukuta always finds a way to play in that right back role or center back, um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, honestly, you can't go wrong with any of these guys you got here. And if they play, you're, you're guaranteed to get some good points. And Rudiger, man, I was watching that game and he just keeps bombing forward. He's insane. Like, yeah. he has, look look at this, right? He has six shots inside the box yeah. and he's tied with Chilwell and Alonso. And the guy's a centre-back. He's insane. And, you know, one other guy, we it's unfortunate, but Chalabar, 44 points mm. in five starts for a guy yeah. who is... Probably their sixth option in, in defense or seventh option, really. I mean, Thiago Silva and Christensen aren't even like playing because they're sort of not required right now. But um, yeah, this Chelsea defense is like pretty stacked. <laughs> for points. For points. They're super stacked. Like, um, it's, it's, insane. it's insane. It's just a matter of which defender you can get. I guess Rudiger is the confirmed, most likely assured starter yes. with less of a ceiling. Yes. Compared to maybe a Chilwell or a James, well, yeah. but I still think Rudiger is a come. big threat. Though I think I, I, he's always yeah. creating chances and he's attacking. You see him at the most random time where he's just. I watched one game and he was literally right behind Lukaku. I was like, "What are you doing there? Aren't you a centre back? Like, go back to your box." <laughs> um, but then that's what you said for Chilwell. He's playing up front like he's a... <laughs> crazy. So yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Just, I think they've just Tuchel's like to transform just like defenders into like all attackers right now. It's insane. Like. Yeah, and his attackers are no the longer required. <laughs> holding his yeah. in the bench on the sideline because injured. Oh. That's what. All right. So if you were to pick two, you would go Rudiger and Chilbert at the moment. Hundred percent. I think at this particular time, it just I just think there's more assurance of their starts and hmm. their form. Really. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Um, so that's Chelsea defenders we've had a look at. Um, and obviously we initially we said don't double up, but they are just becoming too hard to ignore the amount of points they're returning so a double up in Chelsea defense can't go wrong especially with their fixtures fixture still being decent um so that's defense let's move on to midfield because there was 11 players who uh returned double digits this week and this is sorted by xgi um and this is the top 15 from the last four game weeks Salah just right on top of their clear past anyone else there is uh, so we're just going to ignore Salah. If you don't have Salah right now, I don't know what you're doing. Get him in. Um, but we're going to look at the rest, right? So Foden is there. Huming Sun, I've highlighted. Mount is also there in that list. Bruno Fernandes. This guy is still returning numbers, but United aren't performing. Um, so maybe one to keep an eye out for when United's fixtures turn for better. Um, Bernardo Silva in there, another City player, um, who seems to have locked... Not I wouldn't say lockdown because no one locks down their spot in... Pep Guardiola's team, uh, but is offering returns. Uh, Mbemo is also there, I've highlighted. Someone interesting I highlighted, uh, Yuri Olisko's Screamers Tielemans. Uh 10 points, 10 points, back-to-back. 
seems to be getting forward a lot. Um, 12 chances created, 11 goal attempts. Interested by him? Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess in general, midfielders, I mean, I, I feel like this, getting your midfielders right is like the best thing you can ever... I feel like as an FPL manager, you feel most happy when your midfielders all deliver because you have the defensive aspect of it and you have the attacking aspects of it as well. And when they score, they score big, you know, like that's why you have these big, big points in midfielders. And in even last season and stuff, we always saw that five midfielders were a norm, you know, at one point it becomes a norm. Having those top five investments, like we saw the likes of Salah, Sun, Bruno, um, De Bruyne, even like all four, like all in midfield last season, because they do provide that extra edge. They do provide that extra attacking threat, you know. Um, so I think nailing down your midfielders is like very, very important. And I think now is the time for us to switch our focus away from those three forward lines to the midfielders. Mm-hmm. So yeah, coming to midfielders as well, I think you're right. You, you just can't go ahead going forward without Seller. I mean, for those 30% of the population who don't have Seller, they probably... I know, right? Um, they're just probably just recreational players. So, <laughs> But um, yeah, I think yeah, City players, if you get them right, we had the same problem with Pep Roulette last season. If you get them right, you'll get the returns. Um, Foden seems like he's actually a bit more nailed on this season because with Aguero he's gone... He's playing the yeah, centre forward. Exactly. Um, with Aguero gone and um, he's he's an up-and-coming player. You know, he's, he's, he's getting... He's, he's playing like he's been playing forever. He's playing very maturely. And for his age, he he can play. You know what I mean? That, mm. And he showed that last week as well. So I think he'll be a very, very attractive option. And only 8.1, it, it's actually a bargain for, for his standard. Uh-huh. Yeah. For someone, if you were to say eight, you have an 8.1 player playing striker or false nine, whatever, for Manchester City, you'd probably take oh, it. 100%. And plus the midfielder as well. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, so Foden um, is also boosted by the fact that Ferran Torres is out injured for some time, which kind of helps his spot. So I went and checked like Foden in terms of history and I checked last season, right? To see whether, does this guy, like how often did he get benched and everything? So I think he got benched um, about 10 times, didn't come on. Um, he had 28 appearances, 11 of them he came on as a sub. Um, so that's not really great because he's, there are a few times when, because um, he comes on like 20 minutes to play or something like that, whenever he comes on. Uh, but then I went into it further to see when he got benched and all of that. Yep. And he mostly gets benched before a big Champions League mm. game. Either before or after a big Champions League game. So he was ever present in City's Champions League fixtures. Mm. Uh, but just before or after a big Champions League game that he used to get benched. Yep. It's either that or if there are three Premier League games in a week, um, then he got benched for like the midweek one if it was an easy game. Okay. Um, so that's when he got benched. So most of the time. So that means he is a really key player for Pep Guardiola. Yeah, 100%. And, um, and you can see that, right? I mean, his priority, Pep, like prioritizing him for Champions League shows that how much value he has towards yeah. him. And, you know, it's about making sure he's there for the big games. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So, like, based on City's upcoming fixtures, right? Um, they've got uh, Crystal Palace, United, Everton, West Ham, Aston Villa, and Watford. Um, I think he might get benched for the Everton game because they have PSG in between, uh, just after that, I think. Um, so that's the one area I can see him getting benched. I do, I can't see him getting benched against United. 
over West Ham because after the PSG game, there isn't like West Ham he can probably play. Crystal Palace will probably play because, I mean, yep. there's no reason to uh, not bench him because they're playing Club Bruges next and I don't think he'll bench him for Crystal Palace and then play him for Bruges and then United at the same time in the same week if he's ever going to do that. So yeah. probably Everton he gets benched, but apart from that, I can see him starting at least the next out of the next five, he can start the other side. If only we knew what was happening in the mind of Pep Guardiola with I know, right? the top 1K. Every, I would triple up with Man City players every week. <laughs> yeah. Any other players that interest yeah, you I think, on this? Yeah, I mean, Mbwemo is again a big, big, big target at 5.6. Um, and with the fixtures turning for Brentford, everyone was hoping he would deliver. Unfortunately, his injury status is kind of giving a bit of concern for mm. managers. But I'm hoping if, because if I think the week before he had the most um, goal attempts or something, was it like? Yeah. Eight? He's hit the woodwork woodwork for about six times or seven times this season right. as well. Yeah. So he's so insane. close, and he he's a we have to, he's playing as a striker, right? As a striker at five point six, really. He's such a striker. Um, yeah, so he's definitely one. And you mentioned about Tillemans as well. So I think Leicester's focus this season has shifted from last season's Barnes, Madison, Ian Archer yep. to back to Vardy now being that that primary yep. yeah, attacker. And uh, Tillerman seems to be the midfielder who's benefited from that. And um, yeah, he's delivering. He is quietly delivering again. You know, you saw that he's, he's contributing, giving returns a couple of weeks. I, I still don't have confidence in bringing Tillemans in right now. Um, mm-hmm. Mainly for the fact that Leicester's midfield is still stacked. They've got other players who have contributed and who can contribute. Um, it's kind of like bringing, you have the same issue with United in a way, because Leicester's attack, if you look at it, is actually not that bad. You know, they've got a lot of attacking players who are capable of producing and assisting with Madison, Barnes, uh, Inacho, um, Iosi Perez, and everyone. So it's kind of like United in a way when you have, it's like, you know, should you yeah. bring in Pogba when you have a Rashford and a, and a Greenwood and Bruno yeah. and stuff? So that's kind of the, the mentality I'm in. Obviously, it's much cheaper. But yeah, I, I still think that. You know, it really depends on your funds available and what what sort of you know balance you want to go with with your midfield. But at point four, yep. he's not a bad shot. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, so let's move on. Manchester City. I got a few Manchester City players here to kind of highlight it. Uh, Foden, as you can see, right on top of the Manchester City players in terms of XGI. Uh, this is, I believe, I took the entire season's matches, if I'm not mistaken, or it might have been last four. Um, Bernardo Silva just behind that. Gundogan is also there. De Bruyne also in that list as well. Uh, Grealish just below, but Cancelo is a defender on there. Laporte and Ruben Diaz also there. Um, if you were to pick Manchester City players, right? How many would you go for and who would it be based on all of this? Well, if if it was a perfect world where I didn't have Salah, I'd probably go for three. Three, let's yep. be honest. Um, yep. Probably either a Cancelo Diaz as my defender. I would go with De Bruyne. I actually love De Bruyne a lot. I feel like if he's playing, he's he's so underrated, and he's so many dollars for a reason. You know, he's not just overly priced there. He, he's a quality. Uh, um, when he plays, he's a must-have. Like, when he's yeah. in his good form, he's very he he's got potential to have big big game weeks. He's on set pieces. He's on pens, um, and he's just a very very good player. <laughs> he's one of the best players in the Premier League. 
Yeah. Um, and on top of that, I think now if you want to look for the mid-range option, I'd probably mix it up with a Foden. So yeah, I would go probably Foden, De Bruyne, and either a Cancelo or a Diaz. Yep, fair enough. Because like yeah, that's it, right? De Bruyne has seven shots inside the box, which is the third highest. Jesus is uh, eight and four and twelve, yeah. and also like ten chances created, three big chances created. Yeah, yeah. He, he is, is a really good player. It's just a matter of yeah, getting the. Uh, if you were to pick it. Um, at the moment, if I was to go, I would go Cancelo. Foden and then probably De Bruyne, but then the only thing is fitting De Bruyne in is not an easy task right. as well. Uh, and because of that, I'll probably stick with the two yep. in terms of Cancelo and Foden. But if if De Bruyne showed the promise, like in terms of returning, like how he did like two seasons ago, yep. then uh, he'll probably be an option. Yep. Um, so that's Manchester City. All right, forward players. Now forward players have not been performing that much this past few weeks um, or as especially like the premium mm-hmm. ones and it's kind of like given us oh okay maybe we can move our funds to midfield now um, or even at the back probably if you want to go big at the back for people um, Antonio the only one delivering um, in that forward line I've highlighted Vardy Vardy Brendan Rogers said that Vardy had apparently a knock and he wanted to give him one half to see whether he can do it but he couldn't do it so he bought him off which didn't <laughs> help yeah yeah well, you can see my frustration um, is who my transfer this week was. Um, yeah. <laughs> so not really. Think. We'll see if he's going to be fit or not for upcoming week. I don't know. Um, but they do have Dhaka, Patterson Dhaka as well. So they have yeah, a decent he replacement. Four goals in, in Europa mm. as well. He scored last weekend as well. So yeah, yeah. with Leicester and so many players coming back and they have a pretty deep team. So I think, yeah, Vadi, if he's injured, um, he'll open yeah. up Ian Archer as well. I mm. forget. So... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think apart from Antonio, who's pretty much the only sort of template player in a way, mm. yeah, attacks at forwards are pretty much open, really. Uh, uh, um, Hee Chan has been delivering. Yeah. Um, I have Jimenez, who has a bit of up and down. He's been giving me sort of a little bit here and there. Not the differential player I've been hoping him he has been, but he's been giving a few points. And um, yeah, I guess. Now, looking forward, you're really going to look at players like Tony, um, whose fixtures are turning, and mm. um, well, Christian Ronaldo's in, in third from the bottom, but... Yeah. As- I mean, this is top 15, anyways, out of the entire fourth. The only problem with Ronaldo is that there is no service for him, right. which is not helping him, but he still had, like, 12 goal attempts, which is significantly higher than a lot of people mm. here. Um, the only problem is, if he had more service, I think he'll be a really good option. Yeah. Um, but fixtures are not good for United, so I'll probably wait because um, I think Ronaldo can reduce in price a bit more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, you can do so much more with the money when you don't have Ronaldo oh, at the 100%. moment. Um, yeah. I, everyone else, you got Josh King, who's got a hat trick. Um, mm. I'm kind of. He's good at 5.5, but I haven't seen much. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in watching at Watford. They did get a new manager. Um, Ranieri. Yeah. Come back. Five. <laughs> Uh, you never know. I feel like you know. Usually, when teams have these managerial changes and they go for a good comeback win, like they did, which is pretty amazing, um, mm. they're very, very interesting to watch. And you know, they they can surprise a lot of teams with this new managerial change because a new manager, you know, lights up the change room and there's a yeah, lot of energy. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, there's. We'll see what Watford do. Anyway, it's very interesting. Um, Aubameyang in there. Thoughts on Aubameyang? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Look, I mean, I mean uh, okay. Uh, I think he played really well last game. 
Um, yeah. Arsenal really like like they're back on the rebound now um, compared to where they st- how they started off. I think they've really turned around. So I'm just hoping Ole goes to something like that, <laughs> so he has to keep his job like Arteta right now. But um, no, nah, Bamang is still playing good. I just think again. Uh, at his price point and the way you plan your team. Look, if you have stuff like... He he actually wouldn't be a, the worst of the options because you have Lukaku injured. You got Vardy potentially injured. You got Ronaldo who's not really delivering mm. his team. I mean, there's fixtures as well. And you got Kane who's just been in awful form so far. He doesn't even want to be there. <laughs> and then you got the next most premium forward, which is Aubameyang. You know, you, you're, yeah. you've eliminated the people who are more expensive than him. There's literally no one else more premium than him, um, which kind of begs the difference. Well, is he really a bad option? I don't think so. I feel like he might, mm. might actually be a decent option. And he's he's on everything. He, he's their main player. He's pretty much yeah. on. Lacazette's not getting much action. He's on pens. Um, he's a good player. He's a very good player. Yeah, so. fair enough. Um, final question for forwards. Would you keep Antonio up in their upcoming tough fixture run after the Aston Villa game? Yeah, it's a very, very interesting question. I, th- I just think that, yeah, I think Antonio right now will be, is it's going to be like, okay, is he going to be a long-term, it's, it depends, right? Do I want him in my team after game week 15? Or do mm. I want him out now and forget about him? Um Benefits of keeping him right now is I don't lose out on that extra yeah. price. He's at 8.2 yeah. now from 7.5. So that's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, and really the question is, you're dropping a player because you think he's not going to score against these players, right? And especially the forward. Looking at these teams he's playing, I mean, at the red-hot form in the sense that he's been scoring against big teams, apart from the Liverpool and City games and probably the Chelsea, those three games, other three games is scorable. Villa Villa lost big last week or week before, um, yeah. and he's a quality player. So, if I was to look past the game of fifteen and you know the easy fixture run after, I don't think I'll drop him. I just mm, really fair enough, yeah. um, and, but it's it's definitely a topic to, of debate. Really, it's yeah, definitely something yeah. to be debated. The other thing is, given the amount of flags that we're having in our teams. Antonio is the least of our worries right now. True, and I think this is yeah. something I decided in the beginning as well. After, after the first few games, I'm like, okay, this is the player we're gonna keep for the rest of the season. He's gonna be yeah, that one yeah. undrafted world player, and now obviously yeah. got Salah as well, which is way more easier yeah. to decide. But um, yeah, true. Yeah, cool. All right, so price changes. Let's go into some price changes. We've got a few players who are rising. Uh, let me just make sure that it gets onto the team as well. Uh, all right, so we got Tony, possibly rising, Cancelo, James, Mendy, Ford, and Chilwell. Although I do, so this was also set for tonight yesterday as well. But I think there's a few wildcard players as well that's in here, which it doesn't consider. And for wildcard, price doesn't rise. Our prices aren't considered in terms of price rise, so something to consider. But they are in the in terms of a rise. Mason Mount is on here as well. We didn't talk about Mason Mount. Now, Mason Mount isn't. I think he himself would have been surprised that he got a hat trick. I don't think he's going to get a hat trick again. Um, and he's definitely not going to take a penalty again because when Jorginho is on the pitch, Jorginho is taking yeah. it. Um, or Lukaku or whoever else is on the pitch. Um, and Mason Mount missed a penalty today as well. Yeah. Um, in the cup game, so. He's definitely not taking those penalties. And 
one thing i noticed is in his i checked his history last season he only ever got one double written double f- uh figure written um sorry dou- oh, i don't yeah. know if it's a double figure because i don't know about the bonus points but a uh, double goal written um against west brom we had a goal and assist um so he's not going to do that again yeah. most likely his bonus plays um, looks really good and he's very attacking i think he's critical for build up plays but he's just yeah. not he hasn't given that consistent consistent fpl returns that people want yeah but yeah but he for 7.5 is a decent option into the chelsea into the chelsea attack sure. especially that lukaku is not there werner is not there mm. um no police to anyone but for anyone getting mount i think he's a good player but don't expect 20 points <laughs> returns no. yeah. don't expect because um, you're not going to get that from any player <laughs> yeah that's the thing that's right thing. now Um so those are the price rises I don't know about any falls falls uh, not to yeah, Ronaldo is falling again see it's okay so we just continue to wait for Ronaldo to fall and then come game big 14 he'll be like 12 million and affordable <laughs> um all right so those are price price changes keep in mind uh let's finally end it off with the combined managers teams um and we have two transfers to make we are on 83 points we got last week not too bad cool <laughs> I captain Salah <laughs> and I bought in Tony because we had a transfer to burn and I didn't know what to do so I yeah. bought in Tony. Well, this team looks very similar to mine. Oh, okay, right. so I guess now you can make a decision. <laughs> we have two transfers. Right, okay. Um, Alonso I has to go. Probably a bit of money in our bank as well. Yeah. Yeah, Alonso's got to go. I'll be inclined to get rid of even Tomiyasu or are we going to okay. keep keeping Oh, look, I'm up to you really but okay, let's just talk about Let's talk about Zaha maybe to get rid of. How's Crystal Palace fixtures coming up? Um it's not the best. And Zaha is like he's a city and then Wolves Burnley. It's all right not too. I think we can do better. After hmm? the city game, they do get kind of better, right? Uh Wolves and Burnley. Yep. And then... Yeah, it's a decent fixture set. Uh it's just that I'm not sure whether how fit he is. He should be fit now. Okay. Yeah, I mean if we can we can get rid of Zaha if you want to. We'll see who else is there. Well, okay, let's say we, we got rid of Alonso. I right? can bring in a stri- straight Chelsea defender. Let's, let's, not, okay. let's not play around. Let's bring in the players we talked about earlier in the podcast. Really good show here. Let's go with Chilva. High upside. Um, now, we have 5.2. Now, we could go for a midfielder or we could go for a forward even if needed, yeah. but I don't see anyone in the forward line sets. I mean, I'd be inclined to because we have a lot of money in the bank. We could... punt mm. on a midfielder like De Bruyne rather than Son or mm. just cuz I feel like if you get rid of Saha you do have about like 12 million 12 that's it. just enough for De Bruyne. De Bruyne but again it could be either that or Son but Son still has two red pictures on paper yeah. but we know that the United game is probably like a, a like very very like green yeah but then De Bruyne's pictures do get a bit this thing yeah true yeah I mean up to you. I'm I'm happy bringing in Sun. Uh, hmm. Or we could try someone else just for a bit of We could bring in Sun and try and see what happens. Yeah. We could also go with Kane, but I don't think Kane is has been showing anything that kind of oh, like this. Yeah, I feel like if I bring Sun, that's going to be exactly my team. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make it different? Yeah, something different cuz I feel like then at least one team will blank, right? And if one team scores. Uh what do we have? Is it too early to bring in Fernandez? Maybe. 
it's a bit too early to bring in Fernandez. I think he he has to finish the, the Chelsea. Chelsea game yeah, as well. Yeah, of course. Um, it, I. When you are Julian towards. Hmm. We happy with the forward line, right? It's Vardy and Tony. Yeah, I think like Vardy, we can just keep one more. We can see how it goes because we have enough value in Vardy as sure. well. Uh, it's not too much of an issue. It's just a midfield spot we can get. Um, you know who scored I last guess... week after I dropped him? Diego Jota. Who? <laughs> I know, right? But no, well, for me, it's an issue though. It's you. That's the only thing I'm yeah. thinking. I'm just saying he blanked every single game week until... Oh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I also got rid of him and now he scores. <laughs> so, yeah. And a double digit yep. as well. Yep, I had him all that single digit games. Um, what yeah. about Foden? We could actually try Foden. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. All right, let's go Foden. Um, it gives us enough money to actually get other players as well if we need to later. Nah. Um, so we'll make those two changes. And this is something I was going to tell and I forgot to tell. Um, Mane did get rested last week, which means Salah could potentially get rested this week. Just keep in mind because Champions League is next week against Atletico Madrid. Um, so make sure that you all have a good vice captain selected just in case. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. We captain Salah. No questions about it. Why not? Go for it. Yeah. Um, anyone else we want to? Bueno, I'll just put here for sub because we don't know what's going to happen to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ramsdale or Foster? Oh. Good. Good point. I'll be actually trying to try Foster because of the fact that they are playing Salanta who are yeah. iffy on defense. So I'm oh, sorry, on, on the attack. So mm-hmm. yeah, happy cool. with that. All right, that's it. Cool. So that's basically it. Thank you all for watching. Um, and thank you to Rushant as well. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you are hitting subscribe button, notifications, comment down below how your game week went and let me know who you're captaining as well. If it's Salah, if it's not Salah, then it's fine. Okay. Um, thank you, Rushant. And we'll see you all uh, on Friday for the team selection video. See you guys. Peace out. See Ryan when he's on uh, top thousand next week. Oh yeah, hopefully. Let's let's see. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> see you. Yeah. All right. Cool. Ended. Cool. Sweet. Thank Is you.